everyone wants to make the most of their life. Pastor and teacher Dr. Bill Galarakis of Columbia Road Baptist Church guides us into that focused and meaningful Christian life that will make a difference today and for eternity. Get ready for our next episode of Changing Lives, Changing Eternities. Here's Pastor Bill. Today I have a bit of a heavier topic for you because it starts with a, uh, an experience that I had where I was visiting with a gentleman, an elderly gentleman in the hospital, and this man was sick. And unless God was going to do something unusual, he was not going to get better. It's one thing to be ill and know that I'm going to get past this and with medicine and rest and maybe rehabilitation, I'm going to get back on my feet. It's one thing for that. But what is it that happens when you know you're not going to get better? And I'm not just talking about the the end of life, because if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if there was a time when you, by faith, asked the Lord to forgive your sins, be your Savior, then you know where you're going when this life is over, and that is a blessed hope that we have. But what about when you can't do the things that you used to do anymore? What about when you feel like a burden? What about when you cannot do, because of change of life circumstances, something before that you thought, this is who I am? And what this comes down to in our conversation today is finding our identity, finding our value vertically and not horizontally. Finding our value vertically and not horizontally. You see, horizontally, we look left and right for our value. I I do these things here on earth, and maybe I do it better than this person, or I'm associated with this company. And I mean, think about it, especially for men, this is very important where we find our identity, because when guys get together, what's one of the very first things that you ask one another? Well, we ask, well, what do you do, or what's your job, or where do you work? Or even if it's an older person, you might ask them, well, what did you do before you retired? And it's about our identity is connected with what we do. And it's not true like that for everybody, but for far too many people. And I want you to know today that our value is not based on how successful we are in business. Our value is not even based on how successful our children are, whether that's economically or even spiritually. That's not what our value is based on. My value is not based on how healthy I am and how capable I am and what I can get done. Not about how I compare to anyone else. That's not how I find value or about my social circle and who I associate with or what I can do in business or in ministry or my home. None of those things are where you and I should find our value because one day we are going to find ourselves unable to claim those things And when we can no longer claim those things, when we can no longer say we're successful or healthy or capable, then what are we going to do in that moment when our value seems to plummet? And now we think of ourselves as a burden, and now we think of ourselves as a failure, and now we go into a very, very dark place. And here is where you and I need to find our value, and that's vertically. That is looking up to God and his relationship with us, and the value that God puts on us. In Ephesians chapter 1, in verse number 3, the word of God says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he hath chosen us in him, 
before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. You and I will find our value and find our identity in what God has done for us and the value he places on us so that no matter what circumstance you go through, no matter what age you are, no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're at the top of your game and you're one of these high-capacity people and you're just out there killing it, or whether you find yourself, as many of us will, with our lives reduced to a single room, memories, just a few possessions, and an assisted living, assisted care facility, and we think to ourselves, what value do I have? In that moment, when our life has been reduced to that, if we find our value in Jesus Christ, we will not only survive in that dark place, but we will have life and more abundant because the things that we have in Christ Jesus cannot be taken away from us. The passage begins with, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. When you and I are in Christ, God the Father, he blesses us with all of these spiritual blessings. You see, my body may fail, my health may fail, my capability may fail, maybe I won't be able to do those things anymore, but the spiritual blessings that I have from salvation, such as the forgiveness of sins, being made a new creation, a new creature, being declared innocent, being justified before God, being declared that not guilty, being adopted into his family, being regenerated and made alive again, having the Spirit of God coming to live inside of me, never to leave. Nothing can take that away. And that's who I am in the Lord Jesus Christ. And those blessings of salvation give us value. The blessings from sanctification. Now, that's a big word for the process that God goes through in our lives to make us more like the Lord Jesus. God puts us through things and certain circumstances and lessons that we learn and things, truths that we learn from God's word. And we slowly are made less like the old man, the old woman we used to be, and more and more like his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You can think about the different fruits of the spirit that the Bible talks about, love and joy and peace, that long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, all of these things meekness, temperance, or or self-control, all of these things grow in our lives, and they cannot be taken away as long as we are abiding in Christ. It is the natural outgrowing of the Spirit in a Christian to have these blessings. Verse number four in our passage of Ephesians chapter one says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You see, God has chosen us before the foundation of the world, not because, and we we didn't do anything yet. It was before the foundation of the world. We weren't good enough or desirable enough. It really had nothing to do with us. It was God choosing to love us because of who he is, and so he loves us for us. And he chooses us as men and women, boys and girls, and what he chooses us for 
is to be holy and blameless before him in love. God has made us separated unto himself, that's what holy means, from this world to him and without blame. Meaning when God will look at you, when he will look at me, he doesn't see my sin and my failure. He sees the Lord Jesus Christ's perfect record without blame. And it says before him in love, in love. God loves us. Fellow follower of Jesus, you probably, if you're like me, have heard about God's love time and time again, and it can become tired, can't it? You're like, I've heard this. Okay, God loves me. But I want you to remember that this is a perfect love, that this is a love that does not change. It does not go back and forth. It doesn't have some ulterior motive. It's not that he's going to get sick of us. It's not that he's eventually going to cast us away or move on to someone or something else. No, his love is far beyond that. And he's welcomed us fully into his family. That's what verse number five says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. And this predestinated, this preordained, this prearranging, what did he prearrange? For Christians, for believers to be made children. And not just to be brought into the family as, uh, as babes that have no standing, but fully adopted as joint heirs with Jesus Christ into God's family and according to the good pleasure of his will. God is pleased at it. God desires us. He is happy. He is thrilled that you and I are a part of his family. He wanted you. He wanted me. He continues to want us, even though he knows the worst things about us. We are still desired because it says according to the good pleasure of his will. There will be people in this life who who will not give you the time of day. And oftentimes we so desperately want those people to recognize us. We want them to accept us for who we are. We want them to say kind things to us, to put their arm around us, to help us move forward, lead us forward. We, we so desire that they would want us to be with them and a part of that group. Who doesn't remember a time, especially if you think back to your time in high school, who doesn't remember a time when there was a, a certain group, a peer group that we wanted to be a part of, that we wanted them to like us? And maybe you got into it and maybe you didn't. But we so desired that. I want you to know that God has desired us, and he has made us fully into his family. Verse number six, this blessed truth, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. God has made us acceptable, and now we are accepted in him. No matter who rejects us, no matter who shuns us, we've won. We've won because we have God's acceptance. You know, the approval of others is a strong motivation for many people today. But we don't always get the approval of others, even when we've done our best to try and deserve it. We will never find that in the Lord Jesus Christ, because when we came to know him as Savior, we were already made acceptable and therefore accepted by him. And it's not just anybody. It's the King of Kings. It's the ruler of the universe. I have found out that good people can be upset with me, and I can still be happy as long as I'm pleasing the Lord. I can be happy when good people are not happy with me. Why? Because I know I have the Lord's failure, favor. (laughs) The Lord never fails. 
I know that I have the Lord's favor. Think about your family. You know, I can have certain people upset with me, reject me, neglect me, never encourage me, never say one helpful word to me. I can endure all of that because I can go home to a wife and my children who love and accept me. It's all right that those out there perhaps will never recognize or or never open up, never have the relationship with me. Why? Because the people who truly matter in my life, they have accepted me and they do love me. And on a much grander scale, that's what God the Father does for us. So no matter who it is that might look at you as though you're not worth their time, they're not going to give you the respect that you deserve, those people, we can set aside their disapproval, their shunning, and we can be freed from that approval of man because we have the approval of God. And the Bible says we will in no wise be cast out if we come to the Lord Jesus. Why is all of this so important? Because when you and I find our identity and our value in God, because he has blessed us with all of those blessings of salvation and sanctification, because he has chosen us that we should be holy and without blame before him because he loves us, because he's adopted us fully into his family and because he's wanted us according to his good pleasure and because we are fully accepted in him, it does not matter if I can perform up to somebody's expectation. Maybe you've had this experience of working for somebody that was never satisfied with you, never satisfied with what you did. Maybe it was a parent Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a coach. I don't know who it was, but you had some authority figure in your life that no matter how hard you worked, it was never enough for them. It was never enough for them. And so you always saw yourself as less than or lesser. Or maybe you find yourself in a stage of life where now you're older and you cannot do the things, even some of the simple things that you used to do. And you say, what good am I? I'm useless now. I can't do anything. I'm a burden on my family. I'm a burden on my kids. I'm a burden on my spouse. You say, I'm just, I'm just useless. No. You see, God has placed value on us, and that's why we have value. If you've seen those antique shows where people go into attics and garages and they pull out stuff that, to the untrained eye, looks like junk, but these professional uh, garbage pickers, they look at these lamps or memorabilia or who knows what it is, a set of dishes, and they look at it and they say, do you know what that is? To you and I, we would say it's not very much, and at this garage sale, I'd sell it for a few dollars. And they would say, the, the professionals, the knowledgeable ones would say, no, that is worth hundreds of dollars, maybe even thousands of dollars because of what it is. They can see the true value in it, though other people may miss it. They know because they're the ones who place that value on it, and they can sell it for that value. People think it's worth that much. The people that matter think it's worth that much, the ones with the money, and so it has value. And so God looks at you, and he looks at me, and he sees us as we are, And he's the one who places value on us. I wasn't lovely or lovable or a grand catch for God. Don't get me wrong. I don't find my value in the fact that I am valuable. No, I find my value in that God has decided I'm valuable. And he truly is the expert. He knows better than anyone else. 
And he has done so much for us. Look at what he's done for us in salvation when the Lord Jesus paid that ultimate price for you and for me when he shed his blood on Calvary and died for our sins and was buried and rose from the grave. And if he is willing to do that for us, if he wants us that much, how will he not do also all other things the Bible teaches? And he will. And so I want you to examine yourself because we want to change other people's lives. We want to change their eternities, meaning we want them to come to know the Lord Jesus as Savior, and we want them to grow in their faith. But if you and I end up sidelined because we look at ourselves and we say, I'm useless, I'm worthless, I cannot do the things I used to. Maybe you had some big life change and you were in an accident or you had an illness and maybe you're not up there in years. Maybe this is something you're going to have to live with for a long part of your life if you're allowed to carry out your normal life expectancy and nothing unusual happens and the Lord tarries is coming. Maybe it happens to you in your 30s or your 40s, and this is now a part of your daily life. Are you useless? Do you have no value? Are you just a burden? And the answer is no, because we find our identity in Christ and not in the things that other people in this world find their their identity in. And when you get that way, and you finally get to that place of victory, It makes life so much more enjoyable. I don't have anything to prove to anyone. I don't have to sit there and and read off my, my pedigree and all the things that I've done and accomplished and how much money I've made or not made, how big my office is or how many titles I have at work. No, no, all of that is fine, but that is not what I have based my life and my identity and my value on. So friends, let's not look left. Let's not look right. Let's look vertically. Let's look up. So when the day comes, when the things of this life begin to fade and the success of this life begins to fade and the measurements of our capability in this life begin to fade, we will not begin to fade in our value or in our hope. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to Changing Lives, Changing Eternities. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast to catch our next episode. To hear even more of God's Word, we invite you to join us this Sunday either in person at Columbia Road Baptist Church, North Olmsted, Ohio, or online at columbiaroad.org slash live, YouTube, or through our mobile app. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Remember, let's be more than hearers. Let's be doers. Live out the truth of God's Word this week, and you'll change people's lives and their eternities. Until next time, thanks for listening, and may God bless you.